Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Good to see everybody. Amen. Amen. So tonight, you know, um, this month is going to be the one-year anniversary of this whole COVID shutdown thing and whatever. Not that it's a great anniversary, but, um, you know, this is also the month, I believe, toward the end of March 2020 is when we started um, to have the weekly fasting on Tuesdays. And um, it's grown to, I don't know how many, because I really don't keep track and, you know, nobody needs to know who's doing what anyway on that kind of stuff. But it's so great that so many people um, have joined the fast, have participated. Uh, Some are doing it every Tuesday. Some are doing it when they can. Uh, Several people, uh, and I believe like Rachel even, several people had never fasted before, I think. And so it was something new and exciting. uh, And just, you know, kind of pick up, uh, you know, how, how to do it and what's it all about. So I thought tonight... I would talk about the fundamentals of fasting, the fundamentals of fasting. Amen. Now, fasting is mentioned over 70 times in the Bible, both in the Old and the New Testaments. And it's almost always accompanied uh, by prayer. It's, they go hand in hand together. Um, it was done uh, before major decisions had to be made uh, for God's favor in situations and to get an understanding of upcoming events. And Jesus expected his followers to fast. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in, in uh, the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. So Jesus expected us to fast. He didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. Amen. And, uh, and fasting, it, for the most part, is a private matter between us and God. For in this same uh, chapter 6... He also talks about giving. He talks about praying. And, uh, and, he, and he says, we really don't give uh, to be seen of men, and we don't pray to be seen of men. And here, we don't fast to be seen of men. We, we give, we pray, and we fast as unto the Lord. And the one that sees in secret, amen, he rewards us openly. Amen. Now, Jesus let us know that for fasting to be effective, and accepted by God, we must have the right motivation, and our heart needs to be coming from the right place. You know, there's a great reward in fasting for those who do it God's way. Um, Now, fasting is not a hunger strike. Now, you've heard of hunger strikes for for political reasons, or for people that are, you know, doing things uh, to try to get attention of some cause that they're trying to uh, champion, you know, they'll go on a hunger strike and they'll just refuse to eat. And that's not what fasting 
biblical fasting is. It's not to twist God's arm into doing something for me or for you. Amen. But fasting really is more to put us in a right place in our hearts and our minds. Amen. It's, it's uh, uh, more than anything else because it prepares our hearts to seek God more effectively. Fasting frees us up in more ways than one. It's a level of sacrifice that puts our flesh, our carnal human nature on the back burner so our spiritual man can come through. And it, uh, uh, Mike Bickle said this, he said, fasting is a grace that significantly increases our receptivity to the Lord's voice and his word. So it helps us uh, to be more receptive to God when we're fasting, you know, we, we're more alert for the spiritual. We're more uh, in tune to his voice. Amen. And, and it also frees up our time. Because when you fast, you don't realize how much you either eat during the day, think about eating during the day, planning on eating during the day, you know, uh, you know traveling to and from the places you're going to eat for the day going to the grocery store to buy the food so you can eat for the day. There's so much time we spend in, you know, what to do with, uh, having to do with food. Where should we go eat? What should we have to eat? And then we eat and we enjoy it. And we have, you know, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks, and all that kind of stuff. Well, when I'm fasting, I got extra time. You know, I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> Amen. So it frees up my time to be more devoted in prayer and, and to God, more focused. Now, fat, one, another thing fasting does for us, it humbles us. It does. Because, you know, you're fasting and it's like, boy, you're, you just feel, uh, you're, you know, it, it puts you in a different, you know, uh, mindset. And it does humble us. Psalm 69, verse 10, the Bible said, I wept and humbled my soul with fasting. You know, the Bible tells us to humble ourselves, right? So we're supposed, because if we, if we wait for God to humble us, that can get rough sometimes. We should humble ourselves, Amen. And one of the ways we can do that is fasting. And fasting will also greatly increase our faith. Amen. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, if you read the whole passage, he, you know, he's talking about a demon, a, you know, demon-possessed people or, uh, you know, demons involved in situations that prayer and fasting has to go against this kind of, you know, spiritual wickedness and so forth. But I believe because he's talking about faith in the verse right before he says uh, about this kind. I believe that he's also referring to the fact that if we are going to have our hearts in the place where we can believe God, we're going to need to do some fasting to believe that that mountain can move. Amen. And that impossible thing can be possible. Praise God. Fasting will put us in that mindset. Amen. Now, Many years ago, I was in a service, and a preacher, it was a visiting preacher, I think he was a missionary, 
uh, when we were going to the Bellflower Church. He came and it was a Sunday night service and he preached a message and he was talking about faith and he said something that I've never forgotten. Amen. And he said, he said that he said, you know, some people, faith comes easier than other people. You know, faith in God. Some people, it just comes almost like it seems like it's natural and they just have faith and things happen and then others struggle a little bit more with it. And he said, and you know, and he said, I'm one of the guys I'm one of the people that struggle a little more. Faith doesn't come naturally to me, he said. And I was listening to him. And he said, you know what, though? He said, I find that I can increase my faith by fasting. Amen. When I go to prayer and fasting, I find that that is what increases my faith to help me to believe God for great things. And I've never forgot that. And because I, and I, I, I don't consider myself somebody that faith comes really easy to either. Amen. And so through prayer and fasting, amen, we can increase our faith. Praise God. So faith and humility are two things that happen when we fast. Praise God. And those are the two ingredients and the two things that we need the most when we approach the throne of God and let our petitions be known, be known unto Him. we got to have faith and we got to have humility. Amen. Because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. And, you know, and we know that faith, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he, that, he or she that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So faith and humility are key for us to approach God and get the things we need uh, from him. Amen. Now, in its simplest definition, fasting is going without food for a period of time. That's really the bottom line. It really has not. I mean, sometimes it can be water, too. But, um, you know, I, I say drink water while you fast. I mean, unless God tells you not to, uh, that's one thing. If God speaks to you, he wants you to go on a, like a one or two day fast with no water. Uh, that's up to That's between you and God. But you don't want to go a long time without water because you need water. Amen. You can go a long time. I got some spare inner tube here. I can go quite a long time without food. Amen. It's still probably be okay for a while. But I can't go a long time without water. My kidneys won't be happy with it. And uh, my body and so forth, dehydration. So we, we definitely encourage uh, everyone to drink, you know, plenty of water when you're fasting. Amen. Praise God. Now... Sometimes we take things for granted, right? I mean, but there's nothing like the absence of something to make the heart grow fonder about that something, right? Whether, whether it's somebody or something, you haven't seen them for a while, and then you see them like, oh, that's so great, you know, or whatever. You know, like I appreciate the sun a lot more after many days of rain or, or cloudy skies. You know, I appreciate my body feeling good after a long bout with sickness. I appreciate a nice restful vacation after not being able to have one for a longer than normal time, like kind of like we've had, you know, the last year. You know, we haven't been able to do, uh, move about and do the things like we've normally done. And one thing fasting will do, amen, is make you appreciate food a whole lot more. It does me anyway. <laughs> and the older I get, it, it, sure, it surely does. Amen. Uh, and I thank God for the weekly Tuesday fasting we've been doing. 
but you know, when five o'clock comes, I'm, I get, I'm, you know, I'm like anybody else. I'm excited. Five o'clock, it's time to break the fast. I, I'm like looking, I'm like looking at five o'clock, you know, and I got something like ready to like, ding, you know, I'm ready to eat. Amen. Praise God. Um, and, and a side benefit of fasting, it's not a reason, you know, to fast biblically, but it's a side benefit. Uh, and it's good for your body. Amen. It gives your digestive system a break. And we've already talked about when you drink plenty of water, you flush out your system, the impurities and, you know, toxins or whatever. So it's a good thing. Amen. Now, when we fast, the word of God is our spiritual food. Praise God. So prayer and fasting go hand in hand. And I, and I also uh, believe that the word of God should be in there also. Prayer, fasting, and the word of God. You know, we, we read a little bit more than we normally do when we fast, if we can, because it's our spiritual food. Amen. And it's a powerful thing to do when we fast. Because I believe that God will give us greater understanding of his word when we fast. Because we're in a different mindset. We're, we're, we're feeling more spiritual because we're putting the natural man aside and we're focusing on the spiritual person. Amen. And, you know, God, you know, gives us understanding through his spirit. And that understanding is enhanced when we're fasting. Here's a few verses that talk about the word of God being uh, our, 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 like our food. Job 23, verse 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Psalms 119, 103. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. And of course, everyone, a lot of people are familiar with this one. Matthew 4, verse 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then finally, in 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. See, when we're new babies in the Lord, we, we drink the milk, right? It's just like when you're a natural baby. You don't, that, that baby doesn't come out, you know, a couple days old, and then you, you know, give them a nice T-bone, you know, or a rack of ribs or something. You know, that, that kid can't, that digestive system can't take that. Amen. No, no carne asada, you know, burrito or nothing like that. It's just too much for the system. They got to have milk. Amen. And when you're a newborn babe, you have milk of the word. And then you grow and you mature. And because there's milk in this word, there's meat in this word. There, there, there's everything for everybody in this word. Amen. Now, fasting, the duration of fasting, like how long should I fast? A lot of people ask that. It's not specified in the Bible. The length of time is really up to you. Unless, of course, God asks you and you feel uh, like, you know, impressed to go for two days or, or you know, 24 hours or, or whatever you, you know, feel to do. It's up to you many times. Obviously, the greater the amount of time, the greater the sacrifice. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the reward and the greater that God uh, responds uh, let's look at some fasts in the Bible. Moses and Jesus both fasted for 40 days. That's a long time. Daniel fasted for 21 days. When the nation of Israel uh, was in a war against the Philistines, this is when King Saul was king, 
Uh, this, in this war, King Saul and his sons were actually killed in this war. That, uh, and the Philistines took the bodies of King Saul and his sons, and they, were making, they, were, they took them back to their, their hometown, and they were making mockery of them and all that stuff. Well, there was a, a, a bunch of, of valiant and brave men of Israel that snuck in there at night into the enemy's town and took those bodies and gave them a proper burial. And the Bible said that they fasted for seven days. Though that, those guys that were going to go in there, they fasted for seven days and said, God, we need your favor. We need you to help us get in and out of there to get the king and his sons so we can bring them back home to Israel and bury them. And God answered that fast. That's a seven-day fast. Then you remember in the book of Esther, when, when she had a need, because she, she was the queen in a foreign country, in the Median Persian Empire, and King Ahasuerus was her, her, her husband, the king, but the laws of the Medes and Persians, even the queen could not just walk in to the throne room unannounced and uninvited and, you know, come in, you know, like open the door and say, hey, dinner's ready or nothing. It was a whole different ballgame back then. She had to be invited. She had to be requested to come in by the king. And so because there was a plot against the Jews that was, un, that was uncovered, and her uncle Mordecai said, you need to go tell the king, you need to get him on board to help against this situation. She said, I haven't been invited for 30 days. I haven't been to see him. You know, I can't just go in and announce. You know what the law is. Anybody that goes in unannounced, even the queen, amen, you're, you're dead, really. It, it was a death sentence. So what did she do? She, she told her uncle, she said, get all the Jews you can find out there in the, in the, in the province and have them fast for three days. And my, and my handmaidens and my servants, we will also fast for three days. And then I will go in to the king. It's always good, you know. Fasting's good when you got a big decision to make. When you got a, you know, when you're not sure, when it's some big thing on a relationship or a job situation or this or that, it's good to fast and pray about it and get God's perfect will. Amen. And then there are one-day fasts and partial-day fasts. Amen. But the bottom line is fasting brings results. Brings results. Why does it bring results? Because God said it would. Just like prayer. Why does prayer work? Because God said prayer works. Amen. Why does, why does Acts 2.38 uh, work for the plan of salvation? Because God said, if you'll repent and be baptized, amen, I'll fill you and, and receive the Holy Ghost, you shall be saved. Amen. So God instituted it, he honors it, and it will move him to do great, mighty, and impossible things in our lives. Amen. Now Mark 9.29, it's kind of like uh, that second verse in, in Matthew 17 that we read. It's the same story told by Mark that Matthew told about the, the father coming to Jesus with a demon-possessed son, not knowing what to do with it. Amen. That would do, do with him. And uh, the disciples couldn't cast him out. And then finally Jesus did it. And then the disciples came to him later off to the side and said, how come we couldn't cast him out? And he said, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Amen. And every one of us, now that was about demons, but every one of us 
have the this kind category situations come up in your life, in your body or in your kid situation or at your job or something, a relationship or some financial issue comes up that it, that it becomes into the this kind category, comes into the impossible category, comes into, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? This kind, it can happen if we'll pray and fast. Amen. Praise God. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, the Bible said, verse 12, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and He relents from doing harm. Amen. And so, if we'll come to Him on a regular basis, we'll just keep coming to Him every day. We come to Jesus every day. We come to the Lord every day. We just say, Lord, we need Your help. And we pray and we get into His Word. We come to church. We, we try to live according to His Word. We put some fasting in there. Amen. And, uh, and God will, will bless us because, you know, if we will come to Him, He said, because He's gracious He's merciful, he's slow to anger, he's of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. In other words, he doesn't really want to do that. He doesn't want to judge. He doesn't want to pronounce judgment on people. He would rather, uh, you know, forgive. He would rather forgive and forget because he remembers our sin no more when we put it under the blood. He'd rather show mercy. He'd rather show grace. Amen. And he does all day long, all the time. But some people, they won't ask him. Some people won't come to him. Some people won't put themselves in a place where they can receive all that. Amen. But if we'll do it with fasting and prayer, it'll work. And finally, in Ezra chapter 8, amen, verse 23 it says, so we fasted and prayed to our God about this, and he answered us. Amen. Now, the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, both of those books are about the restoration of, uh, of the nation. After 70 years of Babylonian captivity, you know, Babylonian captivity that actually went into the Medes and the Persians, because Babylon was actually conquered during that time, and then the Medes and Persians came into power and they were still in captivity. Amen. Then they were let go. And not all of them went. Some of them were all feeling good about staying in Babylon. But they were let go. And they went back. And, and Jessica talked about it recently in one of her lessons. Amen. They went back. Amen. To rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. And rebuild the city. And, 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 and get it. You know. Get it, try to get it back. And they try to settle it again. And to live there again and to restore it, and, re and Ezra was the priest, and it was him that was instrumental because they had ripped down Solomon's temple, and now they re not only rebuilt the wall, they started rebuilding the city, Ezra, they got a more humble uh, temple that they could afford and that they could do with what they had to offer and the, and the materials and, uh, around them, and they, and they got it built. And they had a lot of opposition, a lot of enemies, people that didn't want them to come back and restore the city and the wall. Amen. But you know what? They fasted and they prayed to God about this. Amen. And whatever this is, you just pray and fast about it. And he answered us. Amen. Let's stand. 
What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.